You're listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome team to the Freedom Hut Thursday, September 9th edition. Great to have you with me. As always, appreciate you hanging out. We got a Biden speech this evening on COVID mandates. He's going to say 2.1 million federal workers must get vaxxed or get a new job. No exemptions whatsoever. Plus, we have documents showing the teachers unions dictated mask science to the CDC. Not a surprise. Uh, a group of mayors is going uh, has decided to implement CRT and there's Google training about CRT that everyone should be aware of. And we've also got Larry Elder assaulted by somebody eggs thrown at him. The person throwing the eggs wearing a gorilla mask. The media not particularly interested in that story at all. And we'll dive into all of it in just a moment. But as, as you know, we are just a few days away here from uh, the 20th anniversary of 9-11. And that's why I want to tell you about the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, because Tunnel to Towers carries forward a legacy of courage and heroism. And to mark the 20 year anniversary, Tunnel to Towers is gifting America's heroes and their families with 200 mortgage free homes. To honor the fallen, Chairman and CEO Frank Siller walks more than 500 miles through six states in 42 days, from the Pentagon to Shanksville, culminating at Ground Zero on 9-11. Towers of Light return to the Pentagon and Shanksville memorials in remembrance, and for the first time, those we lost to 9-11-related illness are being honored at a ceremony September 12th. On Veterans Day, another first, the soldiers we lost in the War on Terror are having their names read aloud. The words never forget require action. Do good and take action now. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. I've been telling you that the mass vax mandates are coming, right? I've, I've been telling you for a while now that it's just a matter of time before they find a pressure point for everybody to get the shot. If you're in the military, you work for the federal government, you're going to be told with in no uncertain terms here by the Biden administration, you get vaccinated or else you lose your job. Now, for some of you, you might be saying, oh, well, that's the price that people should be willing to pay. OK, what about people who are in pension roles? What about somebody who is six months away from their federal retirement and now they're going to be now they're going to be in a position where they have to walk away from that because of the Biden mandate. Now, you might say, well, Buck, I don't work for the federal government, so why is that going to be? And some of you, I'm sure do. But why is that going to be an issue for me? Well, state and local government is next in blue states. And then you'll say, oh, Buck, but I, I don't uh, live in a blue state. I live in a red state, so I'm fine. Uh, what about private corporations? What about all the businesses that are going to require for purposes of entry vaccine uh, vaccine passports? We're, we're going to have digitized QR code vaccine passports in this country uh, for every man, woman and child in the next 12 months, unless we on the uh, on the right wake up and understand that this is not going to stop. They will not get tired of this. They're not going to decide, you know what? We've been so wrong and so crazy for so long that we're going to leave people alone. That's not going to happen. First of all, there are over two 
hundred million Americans who are vaccinated and daily cases right now are 300 percent higher than they were a year ago when there were zero people vaccinated. Okay, Fauci and the lockdowners don't even attempt to explain this. We should ask why. How is that possible? And not only do we have 200 million people vaccinated, we've had at least 100 million people infected and recovered. So we have a much, much smaller pool of people who could be getting infected right now. And it's a 300 percent increase in daily cases. I mean, you look at the caseload right now. We're at 150,000 cases a day in America. And we were at 40,000 cases a day a year ago. Oh, I know they're going to say the Delta variant is so it's, it's that much more transmissible. It's 300 percent more transmissible. This is a super virus. And well, I mean, when you make it in a Chinese lab and it gets released, thanks to the funding in part that Fauci gave, uh, you know, that's perhaps a possibility. But here we are. Here we are um, seeing the reality play out all around us. And they never learn any lessons about what should be the limits of their ability to infringe on your freedoms and your life. They want full control. They think that's better. They think they are safer and happier and you are less likely to cause problems for them if they can control you. That's what you see going on. So much of the logic of all of this comes from an idea that all you really have to do, all you really have to know is that everyone gets vaccinated because they do what the state tells them to do. And then the people who are good enough and smart enough to like that feel safer. Because you, the individual, you, the person that uses the F word freedom, you're a challenge to that authority, to that safety, to the replacement of God with the state. This goes down to our deepest philosophical roots here as a polity, as a people. What kind of authority should the government have over your life? What kind of authority does it already have now as a result of this? Jen Psaki, the chief propagandist for this White House, which tells you a lot about the intellectual heft of this White House. Uh, here she is telling you that the measures that Biden will announce tonight around 5 p.m. Eastern. I'm doing the show, of course, uh, Thursday morning. The measures that he will announce, uh, will it affect you day to day in your day to day life? Here's what she says. Play four. There will be new steps the president announces tomorrow. Absolutely. Any of those new steps influence uh, the average American's day-to-day life? Should we expect any new mitigation recommendations, as an example? It depends on if you're vaccinated or not. Depends on if you are vaccinated or not, she says. If you are unvaccinated, get ready for infringements on your day-to-day life. Big time. Oh, and remember, unvaccinated, including those who have recovered from the virus and have natural immunity. Sorry, the science doesn't matter when the control is the primary goal. Speaking of which, now we've got documents. Fox News uh, put them up on on its website from the National uh, Education Association, right? Or the isn't that what it is? The NEA, the big teachers union. I got to remember what the what the teachers union stands for here. Well, we know the teachers union stands for adults getting jobs and not having any accountability. Uh, that's what the yeah National Education Association. Right. OK, so turns out that the NEA 
essentially blackmailed the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control. It's supposed to be the big federal authority about the science. They care so much about the science. Oh, the science. It's all about the science. No, actually, the NEA told the CDC, you better change your mask policy or else. You better change what you're saying about kids masking up in schools or we're going to put out statements saying the CDC is reckless and can't be trusted. Think about how that would undermine the authority of the Fauciites, even in the eyes of some on their own side, right? Because the teachers unions are sacred. All the teachers, oh, people just want to teach. I swear, Randy Weingarten of the uh, AF, AFT and the NEA, the, the little commissars who run these places for the benefit of adults at the pretense that it's really helping children. It's, it, the whole thing is disgusting. There shouldn't be any public school teachers unions. None. Zero. Shouldn't exist. Should be illegal. But they help Democrats get elected. They keep Democrats in power. And we all know that as far as the Democrats are concerned, if you do that, that's all that really matters. That's their favorite thing, right? Power. Well, here is a moment in time where we're seeing who really holds the power of the Democrat Party because the NEA was able to get the CDC to bend the knee on mask mandates for kids in school. So your kids in a lot of places across the country, and by the way, including Florida right now, I know people keep wanting to believe, oh, that's a that's their problem. That's not my problem. I live, you know, I live in Kansas or I, I live in a red state in the middle of the country. OK, well, that's great. And I'm happy that, you know, you have freedom and I probably should live there, too. But I'm, I've been telling you they're coming for you, too. They're not going to let this go. They can't in their minds let it go, because if anyone anywhere is living a life in America of individual rights and freedom in the era of covid, it's a threat to the whole lockdown and control regime. They can't have that. But so the teachers unions in writing threaten the CDC. So the CDC changes its mask policy. Could you imagine if they did that with anything else? Hey, uh, you know, the CDC, you better change what you say is the public health guidance for vaccines because, oh, I'm sure they do that, too. I'm sure they do that, too. But what about you? Know, what about your hey, CDC, we think your your program that you're spreading on, you know, alcohol abuse or the things you're talking about when it comes to opioid abuse. We, we think that that is not helpful at this moment. So we want you to drop it, say the teachers unions. And then the CDC did. Wouldn't you be appalled? This is the country we're living in right now. You are seeing. Who really has the power? You're seeing what's really going on with the Democrat plan here. They're not going to be satisfied until the entire planet isn't just vaccinated, but it is on a constant vaccine conveyor belt to deal with COVID. Oh, my gosh, we have to deal with COVID with shots and shots and shots and more shots. It's not working as an end of COVID. We all see this. Yeah, it's protected some people. A lot of other people haven't been protected with the shot. There are a lot of breakthrough cases, too. But the shots lose their effectiveness. They just don't want to talk about this. The shots don't last very long. And are we so sure that we're going to be able to keep up with the variants? Have we been able to cure the common cold? Let's break this down 
to very straightforward. Do we have a cure for the common cold? Why not? We have all this amazing science. Do we have a cure for the cold? No, we do not. Do we have a means of avoiding the common cold for the rest of our lives? Mask up. No, we do not. Coronavirus is very similar to cold viruses. In fact, there are coronaviruses that give you basically a cold. So what is going on here? They won't let you think for yourself. They don't want to hear it. They want to tell you what to do. So what can we do? I don't just want to sit here and complain. What, what can be done? Well, once again, there are some governors who are little corporatist cowards, even Republican ones. Corporatist cowards want to make sure those corporate donations flow in, especially for their national level aspirations. Just just putting out it's just theorizing that this might be what one governor has done recently and or keeps doing over and over again. And then there are governors like uh, Ron DeSantis of Florida, who is giving speeches like this that shows he understands the stakes and he understands the true role of government in a free society is to protect the rights of the individual. Play three. And at the end of the day, my philosophy is as governor, my job is to protect your individual freedom. My job is not to protect corporate freedom. That is not what I'm here for. I mean, we have a good business climate, we have everything, but this idea that businesses can just do whatever they want and invade your privacy and doing all that, no, I'm not signing up for that. I'm signing up for protecting your freedom and making sure we have a society in Florida where people can make the best decisions for themselves um, and for their families. And that's what we're doing by protecting against these mandates um, and making sure that that's done based on what people uh, believe is best for them and their families. But Florida may be the first state. They have to wait till the legislative session uh, comes back in, in January. So that's the problem here, the timing. But I've already spoken to people close to the governor and and involved in the state legislature who say that Florida is considering passing a conscience protection uh, at the state level against vaccine mandates. For private businesses, the kind of thing that a certain other governor recently said was big government, because that's what the corporatist shills around her told her to say. DeSantis understands what the real stakes are here, and he knows how we can actually start to fight back against this. If you're going to sit around and just say, oh, but but, you know, we got to we got to be we got to play fair because they're not playing fair. And yeah, they're just going to steamroll us, which is what they've been doing. They will continue to steamroll us and they're perfectly happy doing it. They don't feel bad doing it. The left, the authoritarian left. This is how they operate. This is what they do. And I think everyone needs to be very clear about this. They will never tire of it. There's no part of them that all of a sudden goes, well, hold on a second. We're not playing fair. And, you know, no, they say, great, great. Sit around and 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 have some sort of uh, fetish about limited government, meaning that the government can't protect individual rights. But 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 the Constitution, no, at a state level, as long as you're not violating the Constitution and you're not violating uh, federal law. You can pass all kinds of protections. You can do all kinds of things to, pr- to protect people from this nonsense. But, you know, there's, there's a lot of corporate money flowing around, a lot of that. And that means that some of the people you would hope 
would stand up against the madness will not. By the way, the mayors of Chicago, Portland, Louisville, uh, Louisville or Louisville, I believe is the proper pronunciation, and Boise have officially endorsed critical race theory in public schools. This is from Chris Rufo today and promised to drive the implementation of CRT in public education curriculum across America. Um, it's pretty stunning that they're coming out and saying this now, just because you remember a couple of months ago when there was a huge backlash against CRT, what were they saying? What, what were we being told all the time? Oh, well, CRT is just a law school thing. CRT doesn't you don't even know what CRT is. Conservatives, this is what this is the the kind of games they were playing. The sort of things they were saying to us, you, you don't even know what CRT is. Really? Hmm. Interesting. Turns out we, we did know what CRT was all along. And uh, it, it's it's amazing that they lie and lie and hope to never be held to account. And this is so that's one thing. You got the mayors that are going to be pushing this. But then you also have. And this is, again, Chris Rufo was doing really great work on this stuff. And everything he said about CRT was true and debates about it and everything else. You go, Google, this is from his, his Twitter. Google has launched an anti-racism initiative claiming that America is a system of white supremacy and all Americans, all Americans uh, are raised to be racist, including Ben Shapiro, who is depicted as a layer of the white supremacy pyramid culminating in genocide. It goes on. Chris Rufo says he has obtained a trove of whistleblower documents from inside Google that reveal the company's extensive racial reeducation program based on the core tenets of critical race theory, including intersectionality, white privilege, and systemic racism. In a module called, this is all amazing, a module called Ally. This is a Google. Can I just take a step back for a second? Google is arguably the most powerful corporation on planet Earth. I know it's not the most valuable yet per se, but it is so rich that money almost feels like it doesn't have any meaning. There's no end to the money that Google can effectively print because it controls the Internet. It is so rich that it's hard to overstate the financial impact it has, but it also determines what you see, what you read, what you buy, what you find when you search, how you communicate with people. It has more ability to determine how people think about things and how people communicate than any other company on the planet. And this is the kind of stuff that it is teaching. In a module called Allyship in Action, Google trained employees to deconstruct their racial and sexual identities and then rank themselves on a hierarchy of power and privilege and manage their reactions through crying and accessing their happy place. Yeah, their happy place. Producer Mark, if, if I told you to access your happy place, what would that mean? I'd probably have to go to Madison Square Garden for that. Yeah, that hmm. sounds about right. I don't even know what my happy place would be. Probably on my couch with some Thai food and a history book or a, or a burger and Netflix. That's that might be the closest thing to the happy place. But anyway, that's what you're supposed you're supposed to access your happy place. Rufo goes on in a video 
uh, again, in this Google, this is Google training employees in what is effectively critical race theory. Guest lecturer Ibram X. Kendi claimed that all Americans, including children as young as three months old, are racist. To be raised in the United States, he says, is to be raised to be racist and to be raised to be racist is to be raised to almost be addicted to racist ideas and quote. I mean, this is for those of us who say that critical race theory is basically just everything is racist. Everything is racist. That that's really what it that's all it is. Everything is racist. Everything. You say that must be an oversimplification. Not really. Everything is racist. That's really what they're saying. Everything is racist. That is the plan. That is what critical race theory boils down to. Um, And then you had. uh, Here you go. Denial of racism is proof. Rufo writes that a person is racist. For me, the heartbeat of racism is denial. And the sound of that denial is I'm not racist. Kendi told Google employees. It's a critically important step for Americans to no longer be in denial about their own racism. In another video, guest lecturer Nicole Hannah-Jones claimed that she created the 1619 Project to verify her lifelong theory that everything in the modern-day United States can be traced back to slavery. Quote, if you name anything in America, I can relate it back to slavery. Jones claimed that the first African American for the first Africans rather being sold in 1619 is more foundational to the American story than the pilgrims landing at Plymouth Rock. If you are white in this country, she said, you are the beneficiary of a 350 year system of white supremacy. A Google uh, DEI lead created an internal document called anti-racism resources. One graphic claims that colorblindness Columbus Day, weaponized whiteness and make America great again are covert white supremacy. This is all amazing. This I mean, Rufo, Christopher Rufo does incredible work just by getting the stuff out there. Another graphic titled The White Supremacy Pyramid advances the idea that conservative commentator Ben Shapiro is a foundation of white supremacy and that Donald Trump is moving society on a path toward mass murder and genocide Uh, it's i'm looking at the graphic right now it's completely insane wow that's this is all it's all in a city journal chris rufo has the piece and this is google this is not some small you know city government training or something somewhere this is this is one of the biggest most sophisticated influential wealthy companies on planet earth and this is what they are teaching their employees. You, you, you must be you must be joking, right? You can't believe something like this is really happening. But it is. It is happening. Uh, so there's that. Anyway, Trump weighed in on the taking down the Robert uh, E. Lee statue in Richmond, Virginia. And here's in, in, in very. Trump fashion, the libs are all very upset about this. He wrote, uh, here you go. Our culture is being destroyed and our history and our heritage, both good and bad, are being extinguished by the radical left. And we can't let that happen, Trump said in a statement. 
If only we had, this is a quote from Trump, if only we had Robert E. Lee to command our troops in Afghanistan, that disaster would have ended in complete and total victory many years ago. What an embarrassment we are suffering because we don't have the genius of a Robert E. Lee. Yeah, you can imagine the libs are very, uh, very angry about that. Very angry about anything that Trump says. But the most, look, I mean, tearing down statues is as a, now, to be, this, this one was removed, but it had been horribly defaced and, and there had been all kinds of destruction of it. I mean, there right now, very close to where I live in Columbus Circle in New York, there is a big fence and a constant police presence around a Columbus statue because they're worried that the Columbus statue is going to be attacked and going to be destroyed. Um, this is a mentality of of totalitarians to tear down uh, historical monuments and statues as a general matter. This is this is bad. Oh, and there is this this time capsule thing. Also part of this Robert E. Lee statue situation. Here's Time Magazine reporting a capsule from 1887 that state officials believe is tucked inside the statue's base is set to be removed. It will be replaced with a new time capsule that contains items reflective of current times, including an expired vial of COVID-19 vaccine, a Black Lives Matter sticker, a photograph of a black ballerina with her fist raised near the Lee statue after racial justice protests erupted following the police killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis last year. I mean, really? We're putting you're putting a COVID-19 vaccine and a Black Lives Matter sticker in a, in a time capsule. That's that's what we're hoping in 100 years. People look back on and they say, oh, look at the look at the BLM protests or whatever. Anyway, it's it's amazing when you see the kind of oh, there's also there's other stuff in the in the time capsule. I'm trying to find that there was some even more interesting, um, interesting items that were put in there. But the point here is that the left is going to act like this is some this is some big deal. It's some some huge uh, victory. Um, here we go. This 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 is what we've got. I had I had to go. Only some places have all of the things that are in there. A Virginia is for lovers badge. A photo of a stop Asian hate protest. Yeah, because that's been a huge story this year. It was a story. Remember stop Asian hate? That was a story that the media was interested in until they found out who was responsible for most of the ta- of the attacks on Asians and Asian Americans. Wasn't Trump supporters. Wasn't white guys in MAGA hats. So all of a sudden they changed their their feelings on that one. By the way, Larry Elder is out in California trying to beat Gavin Newsom in the recall. It's, gonna, it's, a, it's a big ask for Larry to, to, to win and to defeat, uh, to defeat Newsom would be amazing. But let's just, let's just be honest about what's really happening here, folks. Uh, the Democrat media is going to the mat to protect their guy, Newsom. And that means they're also going to even show you more than they normally would the kind of bias that they have. I mean, Larry Elder was out in, I believe it was Venice, which should be a really cool place to hang out in California, except now it's overrun with vagrants and drug abuse and all kinds of mess. But a person, a white Newsom supporter, Democrat, wearing a gorilla mask, assaulted criminally Larry Elder, hit him with eggs when he was out walking as part of his campaign. 
And the media just sort of goes, you know, well, whatever, you know, that's, that's not. Can you imagine for a moment? Can you imagine if Larry Elder were a black Democrat and someone in a MAGA hat, let's just say, I mean, never mind the fact that this individual was in a in a gorilla mask, which I think would also get a whole lot more attention if party affiliations were different here. Um, But if Larry Elder were a Democrat and were attacked by someone wearing a MAGA hat, wouldn't this be an enormous national news story? Yeah, but it's not because Democrats are frauds. So we all that there's no no honesty or integrity in what they do. And they just want power and they want their side to win. And nothing else matters to them. Nothing else matters. Um, Oh, Larry Elder spoke out. I want to give him the ability to speak out of this one. He says Newsom can't defend his record. Play 13. My my reaction is they know they're in trouble. Uh, They know that Gavin Newsom can't defend his record on crime. They know they can't he can't defend his record on how he ignored science and imposed all sorts of mandates that he didn't buy by himself. They know that he is unpopular. They know that a third of the people who signed the petition were the very independent Democrats who voted for him just two years earlier. They are deathly afraid that Larry Elder from the inner city who went to public school is going to break the stranglehold that Democrats have had over blacks and browns for decades. He's right. Will it be enough? Will the people of California get a reprieve from the idiocy of Gavin Newsom? Those are the questions that uh, we'll have to see answered in just a matter of days here. Team, thanks so much for being with me. Uh, Going to be with you again tomorrow, of course. Please pass the buck. Tell someone about the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Best way to start your day, get a deep dive into the news, but a quick one, a quick deep dive. It's like splashing into the pool from the diving board, and then you don't have to spend too much time in there. So pass the buck. Tell people about it. I'll be back with you tomorrow. Shields high.